Okay. Hi. Um, some new faces and some uh, some old uh, good friends. It's nice to see again. Um, thank you for uh, for organizing and uh, inviting, allowing. Well, not inviting because I invited myself, but uh, <laughs> allowing allowing me in. Okay. So, is there a mitzvah of emuna? Interesting question. Right? Is there a mitzvah to believe in Hashem? So, this, as you may know, is a machlokas rishonim. So the Rambam says that there is a mitzvah to believe in Hashem. There's a mitzvah of Amunah. It's interesting because in the Pasuk, it would sound almost like there isn't, right? Because it says, Hashem I'm Hashem, your God, which does not sound like a mitzvah, right? It says, it's just a statement. All the other dibros and all the other mitzvahs have some sort of commandment, but Anoche Hashem Al-Kacha would not sound like a commandment. It just sounds like a statement. Uh, but the Rambam counts as a mitzvah, which is seemingly clear based on the Gemara and Makos, which says that there are... 613 mitzvahs. And how do we know there's 613 mitzvahs? Because Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe, Torah is Gematria 611. So the Gemara says, well, how do we know 613 if Torah is only 611? So the Gemara explains because 611 were from Moshe and then there were two others that we heard directly from Hashem. So that makes 613. What are the two others that we heard directly from Hashem? One of them is Anochi. So it sounds like that's a mitzvah. The Ram counts as a mitzvah. The Bahag, though, that's quoted in the Ramban in the Hasagos on the Rambam, the Bahag says that it's not, there's no mitzvah of Amuna. There's no mitzvah of Amunah. Why is there no mitzvah of Amunah? So there's a few different explanations of this. But I think that to really understand what the mitzvah of Amunah is, we have to first understand why there wouldn't be a mitzvah of Amunah. And I think that gives us a window into really trying to, hopefully, what I hope to leave you with is a, maybe a renewed sense, maybe not something new, but a renewed sense of what it really means to have Amunah and what it means to, 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 to fulfill the mitzvah of Amunah. So the Bahag says there's no mitzvah of Amunah, and it's explained by many. There's different ways to formulate this, but what's, what's most typically explained is that if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense to have a mitzvah of Amunah. Because either you believe, and if you believe in Hashem, then you already believe in Hashem. So what is the mitzvah of Amunah going to command you to do? You already believe in Hashem. And if you don't believe in Hashem, then what's the point in having a mitzvah? Because you don't believe that there's a mitzvah. If you don't believe that there's God, then what sense does it make to say, well, God commands you to believe in him, so you have to believe in him, yeah, but I don't believe in him, so I don't believe he actually commanded anything. So it doesn't make any sense to have a mitzvah Muna because either I already have a Muna and then it doesn't add anything, or I don't have a Muna and then it doesn't add anything. So there's absolutely no point, it would seem, in having a mitzvah Muna. So that's the reasoning, based on one formulation, of the Bahag as to why there would be no mitzvah Muna. So how do we explain the Rambam? Why is there a mitzvah Muna? So there's a few different approaches to this. One approach is that the mitzvah is not the belief in Hashem. Because like the Bahag said, you either believe already or you don't believe. It's not going to make a difference. There's a prerequisite of having a basic level of belief. That's a prerequisite. That's in the background. That's integral. That's kind of the foundational basis of Yiddishkeit as a whole entirely. It's the foundation for the mitzvos is that I believe that there's a giver of the mitzvos. So that's not a mitzvah itself. I believe in God. That's, that's not a mitzvah itself. What's the mitzvah of believing in Hashem? It's to deepen that belief, to actually understand what it means that there's Hashem, to understand God. And that would fit with the Rambam pretty well because the Rambam actually really thinks it's very important to understand to the extent that we can, to the, to the extent that human capacity will allow, it's important for us to actually believe what is God, what's the nature of Hashem. And so the mitzvah is not the basic belief, but it's actually to develop that belief so that I can actually understand something about Hashem. That's one version of answering for the Rambam. There's another version of answering for the Rambam, which is that it's not so much to develop what I believe, 
but it's to be able to prove why I believe it. So believing in Hashem, that's not the mitzvah. Again, because either I believe or I don't believe. So what's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is not believing it. It's to be able to justify why I believe. Can I prove why I believe in Hashem? That's the mitzvah. Okay, so those are two, those are two approaches. Those are like the typical approaches to explain the Rambam. The basic level of belief, that's not a mitzvah because like the Pach says, that wouldn't make sense to be a mitzvah. The mitzvah rather is to deepen the belief or another option is not to deepen the belief, but to be able to justify the belief. But I think that if you look in the Sefer HaChinuch, that there's another approach, and this is what I think is really interesting. I don't know if what I'm about to say is true, but it, it seems interesting to me. The Sefer HaChinuch does count a mitzvah of Amuna. He also, like the Ramam, counts a mitzvah of Amuna. At the end of pretty much every mitzvah, the Sefer HaChinuch goes through, he has like a, a final kind of routine that he does almost pretty much verbatim at the end of every mitzvah, explaining where does this mitzvah apply when does it apply and who does it apply to? And that's like in typical form and fashion. He does that at the end of every mitzvah. He does that at the end of the mitzvah of Amuna, like he normally does. But in this mitzvah, he adds a few words that are not there in most of the other. In, in, uh, to, I, I can't say I know every single mitzvah in the Chinuch, and I can't say that I honestly look through every single one to develop this idea. But I don't think it's in any other mitzvah. I think this is unique to this mitzvah. He adds in just a few words that I think are incredibly significant. So he says in mitzvah Chavhei, the usual rap at the end of his mitzvah. This mitzvah is relevant at all, in all places and in all times and for men and women. And somebody who violates this mitzvah has no portion with Yisrael, as we've explained. And this is a mitzvah that is not, is not time-bound. It's not specific to a certain time. And then he adds a few words. So all of that is classic. That's typical end of every mitzvah. But then he adds something that's not elsewhere. That all the days of a person, you have to live with this belief, with this this awareness, this thought, with this thought. So the part of telling us that this mitzvah applies in all times and places, again, that's part of his normal routine. But these extra words that a person has to live with these thoughts, that is not found in other mitzvahs. And I think maybe what I'm suggesting is that maybe he's actually in those words explaining why there's a mitzvah of Amuna and answering the Bahag's question. Because again, what's the Bahag's question? It doesn't make sense to have a mitzvah of Amuna. Either I believe or I don't believe. But the assumption in that question is that belief is this almost like static entity. It's this thing, I either believe or I don't believe. So once I believe, I believe. Okay, I believe. So it's in the background, it's in the backdrop, it's the prerequisite for being an Ovid Hashem is that I have Amuna. The basis, the background for having, for, for serving Hashem, for doing the mitzvahs, for following halacha, for pushing ourselves and growing and all of that is I believe in Hashem. But that's like, that's like back here. That's like from kindergarten. So as long as I didn't come across anything that ever messed with my faith, so I, I, I fulfilled the mitzvah already 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is. And now that's, that's done. It's, it's already done. But what the Chinuch is saying is that that's not true. That's not, that's not emuna, Because... To believe in God, that's one thing. But to actually live with that belief is a completely different story, a completely different question. So the mitzvah of Amuna is not just that I believe in Hashem. So if somebody asks me, do you believe there's a creator of the world? Do you believe there's a God? Do you believe there's a higher power? And I can say yes. Okay, fine. 
That's the prerequisite. Maybe that's not even a mitzvah. Maybe what the, what the, what the Chinuch is saying is, you know what, that, that's not the mitzvah. Because the Bahag's right. Believing in Hashem, that's not a mitzvah. That's just a prerequisite. The mitzvah is to activate that belief. It's to make that belief a living reality. To make that belief something that you're living with consciously. That the awareness of Hashem, that the presence of Hashem, that that thought is actually something conscious in your mind. There's a series of svarim you may be familiar with. It became pretty popular. Svarim, like most things, kind of go in and out, right? Like in fads. It's very interesting. So, so this was like already like a little bit of like a previous, previous uh, trend. But it's still around a little bit. The, the svarim Bilvavi Mishkanevna, yeah? This is the whole enterprise of the Bilvavi Mishkanevna. His whole thing is this. He does, I don't, I'm not aware of him making this diok in the chinuch, but his whole thing is this, is that people make a fundamental mistake. People think that emunah is in the backdrop. It's in the background. It's the prerequisite. Once you have emunah, now let's get to work in your avodah Hashem. Now let's start working on learning more, adopting with more kavana, uh, you know, making brachos with more kavana, following the dikduke halacha better, not speaking lashon hara, whatever classic examples you want to give of what it means to work on yourself as, as an avodah Hashem, right? But what he says is that that's a mistake. It's, those things are all good, but that's a mistake. Because actually, emuna is something that everybody has to work on. Everybody has to work on. He quotes the Gemara also in Makos. The Chabakuk came and said that all the mitzvahs really revolve around or stand upon one mitzvah. And what's that mitzvah? Tzadik yichya, that a tzadik lives with emuna. And he's medayik. Who's, who's the one who's living with emuna? Who's the one working on his emuna? It's not the person, it's not the, the, the person who doesn't believe in Aish has to go find and do, and do some Kirov. And now, now for that person, we have to talk about emuna. The tzaddik has to talk about emuna. The person who's already at tzaddik is still tzaddik b'emuna suyichya. That emuna is something that is active, it's current, it's present. To be thinking about Hashem, that is core and central to avodah Hashem. It's not just something in the backdrop and now I'm focused on the details of halacha and of growing as an Ovid Hashem, but it's that the growth of my avodah Hashem is focused around the moon. It's focused around having an actual relationship with Hashem. So how do we do that? Right? How do we do that is, I guess, the ultimate question. Right? Easier said than done. So first of all, that's what my book is about. <laughs> so if anyone's interested, it's here. Um, but how do we do that? So... This week's Parsha is actually really incredibly fitting for talking about that and thinking about how we do that. How do we fulfill the mitzvah of Amunah, which according to the Chinuch, is lichyos b'machshavazo, is to actually live with this awareness at all times, to live with a conscious thought of Hashem. So I was thinking, you know, it's interesting, the beginning of the Parsha, what's the classic question that probably like every person asks is like whatever their drush is about. Vayikhu li truma. Why is it vayikhu? It should be vayitnu. Right? Vietnu. It shouldn't be take a donation. It should be give a donation. Right? So there's a million answers to this. But actually, I think the simple shot is actually very, very simple. Is who is Hashem talking to? He's talking to the collector, not the giver. Right? From anyone who's willing to give. Why is it, why is it take? Because He's talking to the, to the fundraiser. The fundraiser is taking from anyone who's willing to give. So I just essentially took the air out of all the drash that everybody says, because actually it's really very simple. There is no kasha. 
the question that everybody asks is why is it vehicle should be the new is, is is a mistake because it's it's it should be vehicle because it's talking to the collector not the giver right the drash still stands obviously but but that's the, that's the push-up shot answer but even in that push-up shot i think there's an incredibly important drash that or message that comes out of it because there's the word li the word li it's talking to the collector vehicle truma but it's not just talking to a fundraiser or a collector. It's talking to every one of us. In the ways that we engage the world, we are in a constant state of taking things. We're constantly taking things. I'm taking your attention right now. You're taking what I'm saying right now. We're both taking from each other. We are constantly taking things. When we eat, we're taking something. When we go to work, we're taking something. When we, when we do anything that we're doing, we're taking something. And the question is, when you take something, when you engage in in an experience and you take something, you absorb something, what's the kavana, what's the intention that you do it with? So v'yikhuli truma, what Hashem is saying, is when you take, when you take, when you experience the world, you engage in the world, take it and don't forget about me, meaning Hashem. Hashem is saying to us, when you engage your life and you experience things, make a space for me. Take it with the intention of connecting with me. Take it for me, the Yikhuli Truma. So in all the things you do, find a way to make sure that you're taking with the awareness of Hashem as to why you're taking. Why you're taking what you're taking, why you're doing what you're doing. So again, in this experience, you know, I could, I could be here taking your attention um, to sell my book. I could be here taking your attention from my own ego of feeling like, oh, I have a group of people listening to me speak. I could be here taking your attention for a variety of reasons. What the Torah is telling me, I'm not telling you that I'm fulfilling this, right? I could just be here. But, but what the Torah is telling me in my taking of your attention is make sure that you're taking for me, for Hashem. Make sure that you're, you're, you're conscious of why you're doing what you're doing and that you're doing it l'shem shemaim. You're doing it with the intention of bringing me into the world, of bringing the world closer to me. And ultimately, this manifests in our lives in what this week's Parsha says. Right? Make a Mikdash and, and I, will, I will come into your lives. I will, I will live with you. I'll dwell with you. Which is really what the Chinuch is talking about. Is that Emuna isn't just a belief that I believe in God in the background. It's not just that Hashem is out there somewhere. But that Hashem is actually in my mind. He's in my thoughts. The Yikhuli Truma, that I'm actually thinking about him. It's something that I'm actively working on. It's amazing that there are people who are coming out. Apparently, there's even some sort of game in competition with this tonight. There are people coming out and learning. That's amazing that there's a dedicated base medrash, there's dedicated chavrusas. People are learning. But we still have to remember why are we, but why? Why am I learning? Am I learning because I made a commitment? Am I learning because of some social pressure? Am I learning because I don't want to make my chavrusa feel bad? Am I learning because I want to be a bigger tamachacham? Am I, why am I learning? V'yikhuli truma. Make sure the learning is for me. Make sure that whatever you're taking, it's for me. V'asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'socham. So I think there's a really interesting kind of paradox to think about in v'asuli mikdash, in those words that I think further develop this thought a little bit more. So v'asu, v'asu is an active verb, right? You should make something. So I'm, I'm actively doing something. I'm creating something. V'asu. Right? I'm, 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 I'm the creator in this, in this context, in this sense. V'asu li mikdash. But the word mikdash, kedusha, what, is, what does it mean, kedusha? What does kedusha mean? So there's a lot of different translations to kedusha. The Ishbitzer, the Meishiloach, says 
that Kedusha is a Lashon of Hazmana. It's a state of readiness. Prepare yourselves. Which is really interesting if you think about it, because preparing yourself, in a sense, is an active, passive experience. Right? I'm actively preparing myself. I'm actively setting myself up to receive something. So I'm creating something, but that which I'm creating is I'm creating myself to be something that can receive. So there's kind of this paradox involved in it. V'asu li mikdash. So I'm making something, I'm creating something, I'm the doer, v'asu, but mikdash means what am I, what am I creating? V'asu li mikdash, what am I creating? I'm creating a state, mikdash, a state of readiness. I'm creating a state of, of in a sense, being passive, of being ready to receive. And I think that maybe in many ways, that really is the key for Vishachanti Besucham, for being able to have Hashem come into your life, to be able to fulfill the Yikhuli Truma, and to be able to fulfill Lichyos B'machshavazo, to be living with a consciousness and an awareness of Hashem. Why? Because when we're moving so fast, when we're moving so fast, there is no space for Hashem. It's just all the things we're doing. It's vayikhu, 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 vayikhu. We're constantly taking. We're in a constant state of taking. And when we're taking and taking and taking and taking, whatever it is that we're taking isn't going to be for Hashem. So even if what we're taking is mitzvos, even if we're taking mitzvos, but we forgot li, there's no, we're not taking it for Hashem. So even if I'm taking by doing something amazing and something that's directly avodas Hashem, but if I've forgotten to ever stop and think and be aware, I still haven't fulfilled lichyos b'machshavazu. I still haven't lived with this conscious awareness. And I still haven't set up a mikdash. I've done the va'asu, I've done something, but I haven't made a place, an actual place, an actual space in time to have a mikdash that Hashem can actually enter. So va'asu li mikdash means that you do something, but you do it in a way that within what you're doing, there's some, there's some space, there's some amount of room that you can stop and think about God in what you're doing. To actually think about God. So what I'm saying, and to, to, to leave us off as it's, as it's coming to 9.50, what I'm saying is really the most simple thing in the world. It's just very hard to do. And we forget it about it all the time. And it's like that we need the reminder again and again of the most simple thing. And what the Chinuch is saying is that it's very easy to fall into a trap of thinking that I have a Muna, I believe in Hashem, I don't have any doubts. Maybe some people have doubts. Uh, but let's just say, in theory... Let's just say somebody doesn't have any doubts and they have perfect, perfect faith, complete faith, whatever that means. Emunah Shalema. So I have a check by the Emunah piece. That's not something I need to work on. And what the Sefer Achinuch is saying and what I think this Parsha is saying and maybe what the month of Adar is saying too is the Svarmal right. Adar is Aleph Dar. Aleph as Echad. Alufo Shalolam. Aleph as Hashem is Echad. Is Dar. Hashem is, is living with us. Dar is... Dar is, is, is a language of like Dira as an apartment. It's like living. He's living with us. It's lichyos b'machshavazo. V'asli mikdash v'shachanti b'socham is to actually make sure that we slow down so that we can actually allow a space in for Hashem. We say, yeah, I'll just leave you with this. We say in davening uh, every morning, uh, we say, kikol elohei hamim elilim, and then we pause, v'hashem shamayim asa. Right? That all the, all the idol, all the gods of other, of other nations are, are, are idols. But Hashem created, created the heavens, right? So we pause there. Why do we pause? Every sitter says, you know, nafsik ma'at or whatever. You should pause for a minute. Why? Because we don't want to make it sound like if we slur our words, it's like we're grouping Hashem together with the elilim. 
we're grouping Hashem together with the, with the foreign, with the, with the idols. That's on the simple level, but I think there's actually an incredible message that's kind of embedded into that. What's actually being said is that, you know how you can create in your life the separation between Elilim, Elohim Achirim, versus Vahashem Shemaim Asa? How do you create that in your life? How do you create the ability to differentiate between just Vayikhu, just taking and taking and taking, versus Vayikhu Li, which is that the difference between those two things is the difference of the whole world. The difference between Elilim, Kol Elohim Hamim Elilim, versus Vahashem Shemaim Asa, the difference between Vayikhu and Vayikhu Li, the difference between Vaasu that you just do in your life, versus Vaasu Li Mikdash Vishachanti Vesocham. How do you have that difference? Lahafsik Ma'at. By pausing, just like the way the sitter tells us when we daven, just pause, pause for a moment. Make sure that you make a space, a tiny space, that there can actually be vayikhuli and not just vayikhu. That there's vaasu li mikdash v'shachanti v'socham and not just vaasu. That there can actually be alif dar, just that tiny little space that you can hear that kol demamadaka. That you make that little pause between kikol elohim elilim versus vashem shemay masa. That that allows that little space can allow Hashem to come into our lives to realize that our avodas Hashem, that the work that we're trying to do, that, that we're trying to grow is really about creating a relationship with Hashem, that we're actually trying to connect with Hashem. It's not just a list of things that we're supposed to do and a list of things we're not supposed to do. It's really about having a relationship, being attached, being connected, trying to live. Okay, thank you so much. Anybody?